Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Let's pray. Father, we're grateful unto you. We thank you so much that your word is anointed and your word is here to bless us like never before. In Jesus' name, say a big amen. amen. Job chapter 11, verse number 1 to 6. We're going to read this long verse just for me to make one statement. Long for one. In Job 11, verse number one, he said, Then answered Zophar, the Namathite, and said, Should not a multitude of words be answered? And should a man full of talk be justified? Should thy lies make men hold their peace? And when thou mockest, shall no man make thee ashamed? For thou hast said, My doctrine is pure, and I am clean in thine eyes. But oh, that God will speak and open his lips against thee, and that he will show thee the secrets of wisdom, that they are double to that which is. Now therefore that God ex- now therefore know therefore sorry know therefore that God exacted of thee less than thine iniquity deservest. Praise the Lord. In verse number six he says that and that he would show thee the secrets of wisdom. Say secrets of wisdom. Praise the Lord. Secrets of Wisdom, part one. Please take your seat. Now, there's a conversation between Job and his friend. And uh, someone says his doctrine is pure. It's, it's powerful in the eyes of many people. He's talking about how falsehood and lies must be confronted and different things. But he says that in the end, whether your doctrine is pure, whether somebody's telling lie, telling the truth, he says that, that he wishes that God will intervene. And in bringing God's intervention, that God will speak from his lips. And for that, when that happens, we will know secrets, the secrets of wisdom. And he says that, that the secret of wisdom they are a double of whatever is, whatever pertains. That simply tells us that wisdom is layered. Wisdom is what? It's highly nuanced. So in wisdom, what you see on the surface, there are other hidden stuff that you don't know yet. So wisdom is always embedded. It's deeper than you have discovered. 
It's deeper than you know. So he's talking about the secrets of wisdom. In fact, the Bible also talks about hidden wisdom. Praise the Lord. So many other things. But let's just stay here. That the secrets of wisdom will give you a double of whatever you think you are operating with. Whatever is. You will have a double. A double of any kind of system you are operating. You will be able to maximize. You will be able to appropriate. Your, your level will double <laughs> when you encounter the secrets of wisdom. So why is this important that we discuss as a church? And this is part one, okay? So wisdom is going to be a long series, I believe, beyond the month of July. It's because in Colossians chapter 4, verse 5, Colossians 4, 5, the Bible admonishes us to posture ourselves in a way where we walk in wisdom. It says, walk in wisdom toward them that are without redeeming the time. So right here we see that the Apostle Paul was admonishing the church in Colossae to walk in wisdom. To do what? Please tell somebody walk in wisdom. Now this simply means that you can walk in something that is not wise or something that is not wisdom. And I don't, I've forgotten the opposite of wisdom, but you can walk in other things that are not wisdom by the definition of God. And the child of God must walk in wisdom towards them that are without. So there are people who are unbelievers. They have their own wisdom. And God expects that we also walk in his wisdom towards them. It is in that walk of wisdom that Bible says that we'll be able to redeem the times. You'll be able to what? Redeem the times. In Psalm 90 verse 12, the Bible says, we'll come back to the scripture. Psalm 90 verse 12, it says that, it says that, so teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto what? Wisdom. So that word redeeming the time says that, that you are able to maximize your years here on earth. And to be able to number your days so that you don't waste. I mean, the purpose for the wisdom to number your days is to not waste your days on things that are not necessary. It's to fulfill purpose. It's to become who God wants you to become and make impact on your generation the way God wants you to make impact on your generation. And it is not everyone who has the wisdom to number their days. Recently, I think a, 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 an extrapolation was made from a man of God's preaching that most young ladies in Ghana like to blow their youthful years instead of settling down to marry. And then when they grow, they, they, they misbehave with marriage. They make it a prayer point. Because <laughs> some people don't have the wisdom to be able to number their days. It is for that reason to cure wastage that we need the wisdom to be able to number our days. As a single person, as a child of God, as a married person, we need the wisdom to be able to number our days. 
That means that every day has been programmed with a certain level of productivity, a certain level of efficiency that you need to churn out, and it will take wisdom to be able to deliver at the level that God wants you to deliver. So without the wisdom, you see that you are delivering, but you are delivering below capacity. You are delivering at a level that you are expected to do far, far better than that. And if God were here to perform an appraisal on you, you see that you are not meeting your target. Hey, say mercy, Lord. So he says that we should have wisdom so that first of all we'll be able to, to number our days, to cure wastage and apply our hearts. <laughs> apply, that is your, the proper application to life is based on your wisdom. I'm feeling this thing. Nobody can apply and get the best of life beyond the wisdom they possess. I say it again. Your application of what is real life, the God life is giving you, cannot go beyond the wisdom you possess. That discovering the wisdom of God in your life is what gives you the capacity to apply properly so that you don't put the gear on reverse when you want to move forward. Because some people apply wrongly. Are you here now? Are you sure you are here? So, your application to the things of this life, how you apply, how you try to implement and execute things in life is based on the quality of your wisdom. So how you apply yourself to marriage, relationship, business, ministry, and all of that. Your wisdom is key to how you execute. So when you see people, the way they talk is based on their wisdom. The way they act is based on their wisdom. The way they, they relate to other people is based on their wisdom. The way they do business is based on their wisdom. You can't do more than your wisdom permit you. You will collapse your marriage if you don't execute well your wisdom. You collapse the relationships that could lead you to your next level if your execution is wrong. So when your wisdom is low, how you pack yourself for your journey will even be affected. What is in your bag? Who you travel with. Whose voice you give into. For counsel. How you relate. <laughs> how you purchase things. Your baggage is determined by your wisdom. When you are traveling. Whether you, you go small or you go big. Mostly when I'm traveling to Europe. I, I just go, maybe one small bag like that. If there's a big bag, it's because people say, buy Milo, buy this, buy that. I'm going to Europe, and I'm likely to buy silk, shirts, ties, shoes, belt, whatever. So I'd rather go empty and come full. 
That's my wisdom. But to carry bags here to Europe, what, do I want to pay excess luggage when I'm coming back? So I'm saying that how you pack, whether you want to take a degree, a master's at this point in time, after giving birth to two children already, uh, whether you want to or not is dependent on your wisdom. I can stay here forever. Whether you want to remain in that job that is taking you nowhere, or you want to start your own by the side and gradually migrate from where you are to that, it's all dependent on your wisdom. And sometimes your fear will not allow your wisdom to grow. And we could go here and stay there. But the reason why many people will not make changes is because they are afraid of some things. Afraid to take risk. Afraid to enter into some zones and, and, and do some things. <laughs> but Joseph was not afraid to enter into prison. He was not afraid to enter into Potiphar's house. That should be your wisdom. Some people, they are fear for marriage. is the reason why they are not married. Look at my face very well this morning. By your ideal, by your fear, the fear that you will die in a short while because doctors have told you something, that has become part of your wisdom. And as a result of that, you are not able to take steps into doing things like every other regular person does. The mystery is that in your fear, you still have some faith that God should heal you. So why don't you start the things that faith will make you start whilst you are believing God for the healing? If you die, you die. But die moving forward. That is wisdom. Wisdom is dying moving forward. We call it incursions. Learn the word. Die making progress. Don't die sitting in one place. The four lepers said, why sit we here till we die? Sitting where you are is as a result of the level and the quality of wisdom you are operating in. When your wisdom grows, you will change your position. Either making movement without progress or making movement with progress. That's wisdom. Hey. So, this wisdom in Psalm 90 verse 12, it says, can be taught. Teach us. Teach us. That's why I'm teaching. By the spirit of God. Because of course, as I'm standing here, a boy like me cannot be wise than all of you great people. But there's something called the wisdom of God. That God gives to us in utterance. That he has given us grace to be able to churn out his wisdom to his people. And this wisdom is profitable. Is what? So the, the scripture we read in, in Colossians 4.5 says that with wisdom, when we are walking in wisdom, we'll be able to redeem the time. We'll be able to what? Redeem the time. That's, and about. <laughs> that this, this is the very first meaning of redeeming the time. That it, in a short while, Christ will come. So, anytime you are living, live with a deadline in mind. And that deadline has no certain announcement. 
that no one knows the signs. So every day as a wise person, live like a dying man. That this is your last day and you want to do your best today. Are you here? Is God talking to somebody? So that you will redeem the time. If you were left with only two days, how will you live your life? Hey. Redeeming the time means that you can finish your work before the deadline. Time be a ukunbebe fiance. I say, "Oh, honey, change. It's a sign that you are not wise." You're not redeeming the times. Yes, yes. You're never able to beat the deadline. Time be a homework. No, say we last show. Say, shall I have an assignment to meet? I'm left with two hours. Into the one your mistake was your mistake won't finish yet. Hey, I'm just saying that wisdom cures procrastination. That's what I'm saying. But I have to pass your woman. I may die in a chikakra. No, my father, papa, die in a chikakra. Answer maybe peer procrastination answer. There are things we know have to be done. But the quality of your wisdom and what you are working in, if you are not working in wisdom, you won't be able to redeem the times. That also means that without working in wisdom, you will waste your season as a fresh-blooded human being. There are things that age will not permit you to do. And you see some people trying to do things they should have done 20 years ago. Why? Because they fell short of the wisdom to do it as the occasion demanded in the season. I'm praying. I'm praying that God will give us wisdom. It's the reason why, I mean... Holding many other unforeseen factors constant is the reason why a 40-year person has worked for 20 or maybe say 15 years and is now pursuing a first degree. That at the time he or she was 25, in that age that most people would have finished their first degree, person was still saying that had a job, couldn't take steady leave, or couldn't just sacrifice some part of their gains to add value to themselves. And now you are 40. Young people are your bosses. And sometimes you find a problem with their wisdom. But their wisdom is that they got in there before you did. That's their wisdom. And when you don't redeem the time, you must suffer for it. And that suffering is by natural cause. You can marry now, now that you are 27. So me dimide. 
Me do me the boys in about bounce or more girls in about bounce or more. Sa now you are 40. Brother, you are going to marry in the second half. No problem. But I'm telling you that giving birth at 40 and giving birth at 27, the energy level is not the same. You will see that when the baby wakes up at 2 a.m., you see, it's like the time that the baby wakes up. I say, spirit, you know, 240. No, I'm sorry. And, and it's a challenge with husbands. For instance, who are married to women and you are believing God for the fruit of the womb and doctor says the man must do some treatment and they have to, like, you are push me, no go. You are like rock of ages cleft for me. Like, you are there. You don't move, Gibraltar. Let's go and start the process. Before you go one, you go to, you won't continue. It's not soothing that you are in a marriage with a woman. Both of you are believing God for the fruit of the womb. And you know what to do. And you are not moving because you have a low sperm count. Is it your fault? What what What's the shame in having a low sperm count? Did you pour water in your sperm? Go and get a treatment. The same way you get a treatment if you had whatever. But you use uh, my pride is my pride. Who gave you that pride? Your wisdom is low. And the thing is that no matter it's an it's an expenditure that you need to pay. It's a cost that you pay. Why do you wait until the time when you are paying when there is no glory in it? Yeah, I feel there was say I worry and answer. I feel there say, okay, it's like last resort, you know, to save my marriage. Now I will go. What happened ten years ago? And by the time you go on now, no, the the sperm count you know, has been depleted and diluted to a level that helping you is even more difficult. Obviously, <laughs> below sea level. <laughs> so you see that your wisdom. It's not making you to redeem the times. There are some things you can be helped better when you are redeeming the times. When you are too emotional, know that there's a deficit in your wisdom. Because you see that the emotions are not intelligent. What you are struggling to do, there is a pattern for its execution. And many people have done it. You are just being a little bit emotional about it. You have a fibroid. Go get a surgery. I'm afraid I will die. Who dies from surgery from fibroid? What's the statistics? Oh, me, I'm praying, I'm praying. God will give me a miraculous baby. My friend, stop the nonsense. Stop the nonsense. Why don't you pray for your ruptured um, appendix? Fibroid is the only one you, you, you want to pray? 
this thing. Medicine is God's wisdom. Apply it. Walk in wisdom. I told you, don't use faith to handle wisdom matters. Don't use power to handle wisdom matters. Don't do it. Walk in wisdom. Do what? I can't hear you. Do what? It is wisdom to decide that it is not every loan my workplace offers that I should take. And some are taking loans for longevity. In fact, as an insurance of their employment in their workplace. Yeah. They say, what you loans are? You are taking loans. Are? So your workplace, and they are not able to sack you because you have a lot to pay. It's like it's an insurance. I know you know one in your workplace. May it never be you in Jesus' name. Charlie, people have format too. Charlie, mathematician is here, Malone, say. Mathematician, you can't do it. I'm so disecure. But for your loans, you'll be gone. Walk in wisdom. <laughs> Redeem the times. You are beautiful now. Let your beauty count. You are young now. Let your youthfulness count. Praise the Lord. We are learning to do ministry. We are doing ministry now. Let it count. You get to a certain level. You see that even though in your heart you wish to do, you will not have what it takes to do. So redeem the times by walking in what? Wisdom. This is an introductory preaching. So we need to look at, if you have to go to school, I mean the people who go to school, are they better than you? It's a problem for me that when they, some people hear that a pastor like me is going to school, they get surprised with all your busy schedule. What is, is the pastor the most busiest person on earth? Look, the way people have constructed the world, they can make you look more important and have more value than you do have. They can. People can say, you are good, you are good, you are powerful, you are this, you are that, you are that. You are nothing. What is your own wisdom? There's a statement in the Bible, I will teach it in the ensuing week. It's called thy wisdom. That your own wisdom will be able to help you to measure your days. To know whether you are being fruitful to your life. Or you are being fruitless. You say, you are nice, you are nice, you are not, but you know you are not nice. There's much more improvement that must come. Are you here? Please, if you are here, I want to see your right hand. On Sundays like that, your right hand is nice, pa. Because, mercy, Lord. Hey. The anger you have is destroying things for you and wisdom simply makes, tells you that make an adjustment. He said, as for me, it's like, I'm a kumahame. Like, where is your wisdom? How did you become that short-circuited? It's not wise. Looking at the fact that it's destroying relationships for you, destroying things for you all the time. You can't maintain yourself like that. You need to change. Pour water on yourself. 
I like what Ezekiel says. He said, pour your clean water on me that I will be clean and give me a new heart, a heart of flesh. That's that heart helps you to make adjustment. He said, me, I'm like this. I'm like that. I'm, I'm like this. I'm like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm an introvert. I'm an extrovert. I'm a sanguine. I'm a flag. You are what? That if you saw fire right now, will you remember what you are? What is your wisdom? Where is your wisdom? Like, where is your wisdom? Why are you living in the pit and you have made the pit like a palace? Where is your wisdom? Look at your earnings. And look at your spending. Where is your wisdom? Spending is driven by the trend. Spending is driven by trying to fit. It's the reason why someone's husband is your sponsor of your a lifestyle that you are developing that you have no personal earnings to. So you are forced to be an attache, a mate, illegitimate one, of course. And it doesn't matter what anyone is saying. At the end of the day, we know that your wisdom is corrupt in the end. Because God has assigned everyone's mate to them. How you have abandoned your own mate and you have jumped on another person's mate, it's, it's a shame. Walk in wisdom. Praise the Lord. Walk in wisdom. It is a shame that a man barring their mistakes before their maturity. Listen to me carefully. Had a child because they were not mature. Then when you attain to the level of maturity, it is a shame that without divorce, you have children from different women. It's a shame, especially if you are in the church. Without, did I say without divorce? I meant to say without the death of your spouse, not divorce. What am I even doing with divorce? There are people who marry and for some reason, whether it's a man or a woman, the spouse dies. And they have to marry again. So that gives an option of if they had children already with their spouse before and then gets more children. So you see that, oh, maybe children from two women. You understand? Hello? Are you here with me? I'm saying that it is a shame that... There is no debt to your spouse. And by your own mistakes, you are having children aside your wife or with multiple women. When it has been proven that no matter how rich you are, after your death, there have been contention including killing people for sharing small or plenty inheritance that people have left behind. It's a shame. 
that this past question with solution on the paper with index number given to you before you came. You are still failing at it. And we are here in this country. People are professing that they are Christians and they are calling two wives on stage. For what? And because they have something, we, we are quiet. If we were, we'll be talking everywhere. It's a shame. They can sit on national TV and talk about marrying plenty women. Are you mad? Oh, the, the world is talking, but the church is about to talk. Except you say you are traditional. But if you say you are a Christian, we are going to tell you what the Bible says. So, you need to walk in wisdom. What kind of wisdom? God's wisdom. Walk in God's wisdom. Praise the Lord. You'll be able to redeem that. I think talking about redeeming the time is enough. Some people never move. Until something moves them. You need to move. There are people here who are waiting to make money to marry another woman. You think I'm joking. You think I'm joking. I listened to um, this Nigerian actor, um, this old man, Edochi or something like that. He said the most senseless thing I've ever heard in this life. That if you were a woman, that he has married for how many years? Wisdom is not in gray hell. That if you are a woman, you want to maintain your home and you see that your husband is going out and he's going after other women, put a condom in the bag. Don't fight it. That comes from the block. The block where out of ignorance, they have been taught that the man is more human than the woman. I want to find out that if your wife also has feeling for other men and you want peace in your home, when she's going out, what should be the position of the man? Oh, the man there should be supported to handle his pleasure with many people and if you want peace just even help it. You don't need to fight it because, because the man is what? I want to find out what the man is. In marriage if the woman can be permitted to marry three the, woman, the man can be permitted to marry three. The woman should be permitted. We are partners. I said the man is not better than the woman. It's not more human than the woman. If you society thinks the man can marry three, the woman should be able to marry three. You go here, I go here. (laughs) 
It's a satanic wisdom to begin to put the man over the woman as if the man is more human than the woman. It's not God's wisdom. God's wisdom made a man the head. Just headship. And there are brothers here in church who believe that the woman is under their feet. The same way Satan is under their feet. And this is what you do and I want to marry another woman. I want to marry and if you do, I will marry another woman. Nothing stops the woman from marrying another man with you there. Stop, stop this thing. Walk in wisdom. Do what? God's wisdom is superior to any traditional wisdom. Don't come and sit and be saying things to pollute the atmosphere. In the face of too many STIs. You are still saying what you are saying. As an elder of society. It's a shame. And people doing it does not make it right. It's a shame. People are married and they think that it is, it is, it is a swag. To just be entering different things. By the time you know. I mean what really disturbs is that. The man will be so infidel. And go and bring a sickness. And it is the wife that will be taking care of the man. All the girlfriends will disappear. And that's what makes you know that. Whatever you thought was your wisdom. Is foolishness personified. Uh, I just ventured here. But what I'm really saying is that redeem the times by working in wisdom. Your ministry, your marriage, your career, your life. Redeeming the time. Sometimes all of us, we cheat once a while. Eating late and blah, blah, blah. But redeeming the time. You cannot pile up stuff into your heart. And you won't see it today, but as you are growing, you see that it's just affecting you. Redeem the time by stopping now. By what? Stop it now. Teach me to number my days. So you can be taught wisdom. You can be what? I can't hear you. You can be what? Yeah. I just want to drop the message here because this day is, you know, I want us to close at nine. But tell somebody if there is something you have to do by the wisdom of God, <laughs> rise up and do it now. Can you put your hand on your hand and say, Father, I pray for your wisdom and the ability to walk in your wisdom. Help me to walk in wisdom, to number my days, and to redeem the times. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Shall we rise to our feet, clap your hands, and bless the Lord. Hallelujah. You have been listening to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. 
Follow us on Facebook at the Keepers House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 0244-177-831 or 0204-916-168. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.